Episode number 610, Amplifying Results Using a Lens. You're listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the Chief Visionary Officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? Hi, Priscilla. I am on my way back from France. Uh, I just uh, spent my um, uh, spent a few days with my uh, lovely bride of 30 years uh, on our 30th <laughs> anniversary. Uh, wow. On the on the beaches of uh, Normandy in France, so uh, oh, I really enjoyed it, and it's uh, it's good to be coming back uh, to Austin. Congratulations on thirty years! That's Thank impressive. You. Thank you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it 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 both seems long in some ways, and it seems really short in others. So. It's uh, uh-huh. been quite amazing. So I'm really excited because I have a good friend on this week's podcast. His name is Rick Sapio. You're, you might recognize that name because Rick is a co-author of the book, Who's in Your Room, which I've talked about a fair amount on the podcast and a lot on my blog. Uh, Rick's a lifelong entrepreneur. He started his, his business, a, a bicycle repair shop, uh, when he was only 13 years old. Since then, he's done, he started almost two dozen companies. He's the seventh of nine children. And uh, he was uh, raised by a mother that had some serious health issues. And uh, we talk a little bit about her and who's in your room. He's the co-founder and six-time chairman of the Gathering of Titans program, which is an annual CEO event that's held at MIT in Boston. Uh, and he graduated from Rutgers. Uh, Rick is a, is a good friend and a co-author uh, of who's in your room. I'm really excited to have him on the podcast here today. Rick, uh, welcome. Thank you, Ivan. Glad to be here. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. And, and we're going to talk about a business decision-making using uh, a, a, lev- a lens that will help leverage your business. And I'd love for you to talk about that. And then as you're talking about it, I'll just uh, jump in and get some uh, color commentary. Perfect. So when you think about who's in your room, it's using values to make decisions on who and what you want to enter into the room of your life. This is taking a little bit further. And I have used in my 55 years on the planet, a decision-making lens that helps me get the desired results. So one of the uh, benefits of using a lens is your yes/no decisions come faster, and we're all looking for an edge. That's why we titled it "Amplifying Results." So the three re- words we use as operating values in our businesses, and actually in my family life too: simplicity, probability, and leverage. So you want me to go deep on each one? Yeah, go go deep on each one of those if you can. All right. So one of the things we say often in our family and in my company is um, we like to add consciousness to business and personal decisions. And I think uh, there's a book written by Charles Duhigg that talks about how uh, 
about 98% of what you and I do on a daily basis is unconscious. We just do it because we do it. And there's a lot of decisions that if we made them consciously, we make them differently. And so we like for simplicity, probability, and leverage to be part of your conscious decision-making uh, criteria. So as an example, my wife uh, wanted to build a house about 30 miles from where I work. And I said, well, building a house, uh, I've watched three people get divorced building a house, and I don't believe in commutes. So it doesn't fit the value of simplicity. And she's like, you're right. So now uh, we bought a, a house that was already built, and it's five miles from my office. So using simplicity and consciousness when making decisions. And so I think that if people just used one operating value and they looked at everything they do in their business and their personal life and they just said, how can this be as simple as possible? And it was Leonardo da Vinci who said, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So we like to operationalize simplicity. So that's the first leg of the stool. So, let me jump in on that. I, I mean, I think that is such an important uh, value to have, simplicity. Uh, when I met, uh, on one of the times I met uh, Richard Branson, one of the things he said is that uh, any idiot can make things complicated. It's, it's a really smart business person that can keep things simple. I couldn't agree with that more. And I see that happen in BNI all the time where people just get crazy complicated with the BNI system when it's all about relationships. Just focus on building relationships with people and doing a good message about who you are and what you do. Simplicity is so important. I love that one. Go ahead, Rick. Yep. And I think we don't operationalize it. So we have limited time here. But if you have a company or if you have a personal life, which everyone does, they have one of those two or both, look for simplicity as an operating value and a value across the board. Okay, the next one is probability. I love probability. I'm going to use a personal example. Um, my wife and I have four young kids, and every decision we make with the kids is to increase the probability that they are self-sufficient, independent, entrepreneurial 18-year-olds. So because that's our goal, there's a lot of things that we don't do that most mainstream parents do. For example, we don't drive our kids to sports. We think that that's going to make them the opposite of self-sufficient, independent, and entrepreneurial. We do, however, drive them to places that will teach them how to earn money or how to be entrepreneurial or how to think for themselves. Uh, and so probability that's a, is about... That's an interesting one. Yeah. I, I, I think people will find that one controversial, but how, how do you apply this in a business setting? Well, you think about any decision that you're making is an increasing the probability that you hit your stated objective. So if your stated objective is to sell your business in five years, then when your office manager quits, you don't hire out-of-work brother-in-law who doesn't have experience in your business. You actually go out and find the best process person who yeah. could operate within that role uh, that you could possibly find. So probability to us is making decisions that increase the probability that you hit your stated objective. And again, going back to the unconsciousness, what we find is most people do the exact opposite. So they have habits and systems that uh, are making things harder and lowering that probability. Excellent. All right. That makes sense. And then you have a third. Uh, third one is leverage. And the trick, Ivan, is to operationalize these. So we think about simplicity, probability, and leverage in all of our decisions. And I like leverage from a personal perspective and from a business perspective. But leverage is about 
getting more done with the same amount investment of time and or money. So that's using technology, it's using calendaring, and it's using systems. And to make this point very clear, I'm going to use a personal example here as well. When I met, met my wife, it's my one and only wife, I got married late in life, but I met her 15 years ago. And I said, um, it was a Monday night, it was our first date. And I said, you want to go out next Monday? And she said, yep. And so uh, we went out the next Monday and then the next one. And for 15 years at 7.30 every Monday, um, we go out to dinner and we tend to go to the same two places. So that's leverage. The babysitter knows, the neighbors know, the restaurant knows, my wife knows. It's not like, hey, when do you want to go? And a lot of couples, they just cannot do that because they don't understand leverage. So that's the personal example. On the business side, BNI chapters that work incredibly well employ this. They do everything the same way, month after month, week after week, year after year, et cetera. But a lot of people have not institutionalized yeah. leverage. Yeah. So I, I have said for years to the BNI members, uh, you want to be successful, do six things a thousand times, not a thousand things six times. And too many business people are constantly chasing bright, shiny objects, and they end up doing a thousand things six times, and then they cannot figure out why they are not successful. And to me, it is so incredibly obvious. They're not using leverage and they're not being consistent. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I would also add, people say that I'm boring because everything uses implicit probability and leverage. And then I would say that Jerry Seinfeld is boring too, because I was so excited to see him at, at Caroline's at an impromptu thing where he got up and burped and tripped and heckled somebody in the audience. And then I saw him two years later in Vegas and he did the exact same presentation <laughs> act, etc. So Jerry Seinfeld must be boring too. People that are great at things like you are very ritualistic and they use simplicity, probability, and leverage. Yeah, I agree completely. And I think the problem is that, you know, you get entrepreneurs who are, uh, they're maybe a little bit artistic in some way, or they're very high eye personalities and they're, they're, they just like things that are new and different and they can't do things over and over and over again. And to them, I say, that's no problem. Just don't expect to be incredibly successful because if you don't do things over and over and over again, you're just not going to achieve the success that you want in life. We call those people, Ivan, the people that are addicted to yes. Yeah. And addicted to yes is a sure way to failure. All right, we've only got a minute or so left, and there's one other thing that you talk about, which I, I absolutely love, and that's uh, focusing on uh, your 100 years out. That's crazy. Talk about that, Rick. Yeah, it's uh, one of my values is eternalism. And if you think about uh, what's your legacy going to be, and you focus on 100 years from now, a lot of people that are living today will be here in 100 years. You have to think about it based on medical technology. But if I knew that you and I were going to be friends for 100 years, Ivan, how careful would I be? with what I say to you? How careful would I be with the business decisions that I make with you? How careful would I be uh, in caring for the, the relationship? And I think companies that have a 100-year vision just do things differently. It's the exact opposite yeah. of how the world operates today for the most part. Yeah, which is, you know, what sale can I make this week as opposed to what relationship can I build for the long term? 
Well, this is really good advice. And you have a, a program. I've been to one of your events, Business Finishing School. Uh, you've got a website, businessfinishingschool.com. Uh, do you want to talk briefly about that? We've got about 20 seconds left. Yeah, we Business Finishing School is all about operationalizing simplicity, probability, and leverage. And the people that do the program see 50% growth in their top line revenue year one. So business, um, I'm sorry, BNI members have been to the program from all over, and we just think it's a perfect symbiotic relationship with BNI. Well, I agree completely. And uh, as I said, I've been to a business finishing school event, and I highly recommend it to BNI members. If you have an opportunity, uh, go to businessfinishingschool.com. We'll have a URL link here. Uh, Rick, thank you so much. Thanks for the work you've done on Who's in Your Room, and thank you for what you do for business people all over the world. Thank you, too, as well, Ivan. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate the BNI audience, and I appreciate the stamp that you have made on the world through BNI. It's incredible. Thank you. Priscilla, over to you. Okay. Well, I think that's it for this week. Thank you both so very much for that great information. For more of Ivan's content, go to IvanMeisner.com. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. 